Hey, we're going to be talking about The Book Thief by Marcus Susak. I'm Emma. I'm Caitlin. I'm Dina. And you're listening to Death's Death's Best Best Friend. In this episode of Death's Best Friend, we will be discussing a poem from PoetryFoundation.org entitled The Jews That We Are by Richard Michelson. You have inherited its burden without its mystery. Eli Weasel. March 1979 and I am watching Nazis march through Chicago. The bold type of the Sun Times describes a small band of hoodlums, undereducated Boy Scouts, the better to be ignored. My grandfather, back hunched over his Bible, agrees. Jews like myself should stay home, should lay down our stones and pray like the Jews that we are. Grandfather, you are easy to love with your long beard and the way you sway like a palm branch in the storm. It is easy to romanticize your spiritual search, wordly naivety, and wise rabbinical words. You belong in the books I read by Singer, Peretz, Sholem, Elikim, but their characters are ignorant of the chapters to come. You know where their prayers will lead. A circle, six Nazis, your wife in the middle. One soldier says all Jews are whores, and the other agrees. You say nothing. Years later, you'll decide to speak. Do we not serve Hitler's purpose? We who would sooner renounce our beliefs than assume our burdens. A generation after the Holocaust, and I know no Hebrew, no Yiddish, no Torah. I fast only on the Day of Atonement, and even then I've been known to cheat. A generation after the Holocaust, and I apologize for my grandfather's bent back and wild gestures. I used to tremble to the rhythm of his prayers. I feared the mysterious words that kept us from the devil. Now from my window, I watch Nazis march. Their feet strike the pavement like the ticking of a clock. I am a Jew a generation after the Holocaust. Horror, my grandfather says, without a past than he who has no future. Similar to the novel The Book Thief, this poem involving the Holocaust discusses the struggle that some of the Jews faced during these difficult times. The poem that we chose takes place around 1979, and the speaker recollects an event of a group of people, you know, marching down Chicago, supporting Nazism and Hitler and his endeavors to discriminate and harm minorities such as Jews. And that approximately 30 years after the book thief takes place even though the book thief is a fictional piece it does take place around like late 1930s mid 1940s and it just goes to show that even 30 years after um the rule of hitler nazism is still prevalent even today actually there are still neo-nazis um living on earth you know supporting Hitler and his endeavors to get rid of Jews and have white supremacy. And that just reminds me of Max and his book that he made for um, Liesel as a belated birthday gift, The Standover Man. And it just shows the lingering authority and influence of Hitler and his followers over, you know, minorities such as Jews and the fact that they have to go into hiding because of him. Another thing that I wanted to point out was the speaker describes the Sun Times stating that the Nazi group of people are a small band of hoodlums, undereducated Boy Scouts, and better to be ignored. And it just juxtaposes the widespread Nazi sentiment back in 1930-ish, 1940, and mocking 
um, described in the book Thief, where most of the people in Moking, you know, supported the Nazi party. This negative sentiment towards um, the Nazi party in Chicago is similar to the human men's family and their perception and thoughts about the Nazi party that they're ruthless and, you know, torturous to um, small minorities like the Jews and that they're unfair and merciless to the people who have nothing to do with whatever they're blamed for. Like, they're not at fault for anything. Um, another thing that I would like to point out is that the grandfather, he reminds me of Hans so much because he's like a really selfless person and that he agrees that the Nazi party is harmful and not good for minorities and that, you know, they just treat people horribly. Not only that, I believe that the grandfather has like similar behavior. They act in a very similar way. They're very quiet and reserved. However, they do get their point across. Speaker also chooses to say Jews like myself should stay home, should lay down over stones, and pay or and pray like the Jews that we are. This emphasizes the pitiful situation that Max is in, that he has to hide yet act like everything's fine despite the horrible environment that they're in and the treatment that they're getting from the Nazi party and the followers. It goes to show that they're helpless against a tyrannical Nazi party. Also, the speaker describes grandfather as an easy to love person. This goes to show that despite the valuable and likable qualities that, you know, Jews and the minorities in Nazi Germany had, they were still discriminated against. And similar to Max, like how kind and selfless he is, especially towards Liesl, his best friend, basically, but is still targeted for just being a Jew, something that he can't control. Not only that, the grandfather's described as a swaying palm branch in the storm. It emphasizes the fragility that the Jews had during Nazi Germany. And it's similar to Max and how he's struggling to survive as a Jew in Nazi Germany. You know, how he's living in the dirty basement of Liesl's house. But this also reminds me of Liesl and how her ignorance and innocence make her a flexible German girl. And how much she can be influenced by her environment, especially the Nazi party. And it connects to the juxtaposition between Hans Jr. and Hans about how Hans Jr. has been influenced by Hitler and his you know, following to the point where Hans Jr. takes pride in the Nazi party. However, Hans, on the other hand, does not agree with their treatment towards minorities like Jews. Lastly, I would like to talk about the last sentence. You know where their prayers relate. And that reminds me of death and how he's an outsider yet he knows the outcome of everyone obviously when they die and how they die for example um before rudy even dies he gives a warning and he says rudy didn't deserve to die the way he did i think that adds a bit of foreshadowing as well especially regarding the victims of hitler and his following Section 3 of this poem illustrates the idea that Jews are being constantly surrounded by Nazis. The syntax of the two-word sentences at the beginning of this section creates tension, distress, and fear as these are some of the emotions felt by the Jews who were surrounded and overwhelmed by the Nazis. The imagery of the circle suggests that the Jews were completely surrounded by this dark force and that there was no means of escape, and it also suggests that they were trapped and stuck living in this disaster and constant sense of fear. Furthermore, the speaker alludes to your wife, whom is in the middle, 
of the circle. This personal familial reference gives the audience a better understanding of the personal pain in which the Nazis inflicted upon many innocent people and their families. This helps to emphasize the author's tone of fear and purpose of drawing attention to the suffering that many were forced to endure. The second person point of view in this poem helps, helps the audience to connect with the topic and recognize the severity of the situation as the audience is made to think of themselves in a place of a Jew living during this time period. This gives a better understanding of the harsh effects as well as creates sympathy for those who did endure this harsh treatment. The fact that the speaker imagines you to say nothing establishes the constant and never-ending sense of fear felt by the Jews. The hypothetical question at the end of this section serves to assure and clarify the misleading and hateful nature of Hitler and how he led many into turning against their beliefs. This section of the poem overall relates to the book Thief because it illustrates the difficulties and hardships that many Jews, specifically Max, faced during the Holocaust and the war. When Max fled, he was captured, and the imagery in this poem helps us imagine the trauma he was forced to endure once he was caught. Ultimately, upon, upon furthering our knowledge of the harsh treatment the Jews were given, it allows us to sympathize with not only characters such as Max and other Jews, but also characters like Hans, Lisa, and Rosa, who knew about the pain that Max was enduring, yet were unable to do anything to stop it without putting their lives in great danger. Richard Michelson enumerates the ignorance the grandson has as a speaker enumerates that he knows no Hebrew, no Yiddish, no Torah, and that he only fasts on the Day of Atonement, but sometimes cheats. This connects back to the book Thief because we already talked about the history of Jews being ran out of mulking and creating the Road of Yellow Stars, and with the Jews leaving, the history, culture, and traditions that were passed down from generation to generation were scattered or lost. This emphasizes that the later generations of Jews still have to carry the burdens of and face the repercussions of the Nazi party. By exemplifying the disconnect between the speaker and his heritage, this amplifies the idea that the speaker's heritage and culture is being ripped away from him. He does not feel the connection he would be feeling with these religious traditions, such as atonement, and does not take them seriously, but not that he does not want to take them seriously, but because he feels like an outcast in his own cultural family. Furthermore, the speaker details how he apologizes for his grandfather's bent back and wild gestures, characteristics that he would get because of concentration camps and the Holocaust, and details his vivid memories of trembling to the rhythm of his grandfather's prayers and feeling the mysterious words that kept him and his family away from the devil. The speaker acknowledges that he does not have the emotional tether to his culture as his grandfather does. He understands that being a Jew defines himself and his grandfather, but for his grandfather, it is not just a name, but they are the beliefs that are as grilled to him as the blood flowing through his veins, and because of his beliefs, he was being hunted and persecuted. The speaker concludes the poem with a quote from his grandfather that says, poorer without a past than he who has no future. The speaker decides to end the poem with this because this intensifies the idea that the past gives one meaning. The, me the memories and traditions that they experience is what makes being labeled a Jew worth it. But because his grandson does not get the chance to experience what makes a Jew a Jew, he is getting punished for something he does not feel a deep spiritual connection to. You have inherited its burden without its mystery. Eli Weasel. March 1979, and I am watching Nazis march through Chicago. The bold type of the Sun Times describes a small band of hoodlums, undereducated Boy Scouts, the better to be ignored. My grandfather, back hunched over his Bible, agrees. 
Jews like myself should stay home, should lay down our stones, and pray like the Jews that we are. Grandfather, you are easy to love with your long beard and the way you sway like a palm branch in a storm. It is easy to romanticize your spiritual search, wordly naivety, and wise radical words. You belong in the books I read by Singer, Peretz, Sholem, Elikim, but their characters are ignorant of the chapters to come. You know where their prayers will lead. A circle, six Nazis, your wife in the middle. One soldier says, all Jews are whores, and the others agree. You say nothing. Years later, you'll decide to speak. Do we not serve Hitler's purpose? We who would sooner renounce our beliefs than assume our burdens? A generation after the Holocaust, and I know no Hebrew, no Yiddish, no Torah. I fast only on the Day of Atonement, and even then, I've been known to cheat. A generation after the Holocaust, and I apologize for my grandfather's bent back and wild gestures. I used to tremble to the rhythm of his prayers. I feared the mysterious words that kept us from the devil. Now, from my window, I watch Nazis march. Their feet strike the pavement like the ticking of a clock. I am a Jew, a generation after the Holocaust. Poorer, my grandfather says, without a past than he who has no future. Thanks for listening to Death Fest Friend. Try not to die, Zako. Thank you.